All right. Well, I am thrilled to welcome Nandini Mansinka from uh, Mumbai Angels Network, which has been a very early entrant into the Indian uh, in entrepreneurship financing ecosystem, a big influencer and a big, you know, high impact player in the Indian ecosystem. Nandini, welcome. It's great to have you. I'm uh, thrilled to Thank catch you. up after so many years. <laughs> Nandini and I last actually saw each other in person back in 2011 when I was doing a workshop in Bombay, so Mumbai, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> really long so, time. All right, well, Nandini, I will let you introduce yourself and the work of Mumbai Angels Network as a starter, and then we'll dive into the details. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm, I'm the CEO and Managing Director of Mumbai Angels. And Mumbai Angels uh, is one of the first angel networks in the country. Uh, we started way back in 2006. So, you know, we've now been 12 years into the ecosystem, and we started out at the time when angel investing itself was not very well understood in the country. Okay. Uh, from there, today we have, uh, you know, a large network of 350 uh, members. This is across seven chapters. So. You know, we've now we are one of the uh, premier, uh, you know, uh, uh, pan-Indian uh, network in the country. So we are uh, in Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore, uh, Goa, uh, Calcutta, Pune, Hyderabad. So seven chapters, 350 members. Uh, we now have a portfolio of about 130 companies, and these are all at the uh, angel stage. You know, so uh, so we invest anywhere between. Uh, uh, you know, twenty to thirty thousand dollars to up to two hundred thousand uh, dollars in each startup, and we take it through. So we we do not just the initial round, but several of our companies also do the bridge round. So these are all pre-series A investments. Uh, what we started doing, and this, this is what our core of what who we are has been, and it's just recently that you know we've uh, actually uh, ventured into three other. Uh, verticals. And the first one is what is called the growth capital network. So we realized that, you know, there was this gap uh, between uh, the angel funding and when companies were actually being uh, funded by, uh, you know, at, at uh, say, Series A and beyond. And what was happening is that uh, because those ticket sizes might not be uh, big enough, you were not finding platforms where these uh, companies could talk to the VCs and family offices. So yeah. that's the gap that we are now uh, also filling in. So uh, now we look at companies. So there is this platform, which is the angel platform, and then there is the CDB platform, if you might, you know, as a nomenclature, where uh, we look at funding anywhere between half a million to a couple of million dollars. And there the investor base is more on family offices and smaller VC funds. So th those are the two things that we're doing. The third thing that we've recently launched about five months back is uh, an angel academy, because what we realize is that you know, uh, as whenever somebody is coming in into uh, into into the angel investing ecosystem, uh, irrespective of uh, their ability to invest, a lot of people would not be able to invest because they don't understand the asset class. You know, they don't understand how to actually go about investing into a startup. So we have started taking those sessions. So, you know, uh, if, if you look at what you are doing, Shramana, we're actually trying to do the uh, other side of it. So saying sure. you actually start building Very necessary. Little, uh, 
yeah so so that's that's what they're doing and they're also doing uh, one very large event in uh, mumbai on the 27th of february which is called beyond you know and this is again focused on companies that are raising anywhere you know with, uh, from their series a and up so that's again a day long session where we will get investors in startups in and just try and build you know build that melting pot of ideas mm-hmm. and interactions so this is okay. what they are so uh nandini can you talk a bit about the way you work like you know uh, an entrepreneur wants to work with mumbai angels what would be the procedure and and is it uh, a subset of the angels who are investing and how do you manage that process just give us a little bit of color on on the mechanics yeah so uh, you know we uh, we receive about 5000 uh, applications for funding every year anywhere between 4 and 1/2 to 5000 and these come through several different channels right one one the one of our strongest ones are recommendations so recommendations mm-hmm. by members recommendations of com- by companies that have got funded earlier yes. you know and our ecosystem so that that's one a lot of startups are applying directly so pitchatmumbaiangels.com is is uh, is the email where people can write and um, you know send us their decks and stuff and so and then of course then the, you know there is the outreach that we are doing continuously on saying we are there at events we are there at uh, you know different forums and trying to understand we we work a lot with accelerators and incubators to try yeah. and see that you know their their companies can we look at so those are the seven eight uh, types of uh, cases where we look at okay. uh once once the company uh, company applies to us or once we uh, you know get in touch with them we ask for their deck that's our first the starting point we're saying okay here is the deck tell us uh, you know and we have this standard format which is you know it's called the bca it's called the business case analysis so we would want to understand from the startup as to you know uh, what is the problem that they're solving why do they think you know they are unique uh, why should we bet on them as as you know mm-hmm. as, as that comes as the company in that space and this is done by our internal investment team so once you clear through that level we put up uh, we shortlisted uh, companies out on uh, on the platform so right now we are using cast as as a platform where we put up uh, these uh, you know the shortlisted companies for our investors to look at so this is this is a very focused uh, place where you know we we then start evaluating saying how which startup is getting enough interest from our you know, and we, you know we look at these members as early adopters so what's happening is that while you open this up to all 350 members not everybody is very active online there would be mm-hmm. some so maybe about 20 to 30% of our member base is going through those uh, pitches and then based on their interest we again shortlist uh, to come to our final shortlist so uh, in any given cycle uh, our shortlisting is actually anywhere uh, between 1 1/2 to 2% of the companies that have applied so what i mean by that is on an annual number of the 5000 companies that uh, apply for funding we look at anywhere between 50 to 70 of them for our members and right. once you are shortlisted over there uh, you would and and then when we have the showcases across all our seven chapters so these are physical meetups that happen and you will have 
uh, anywhere between 20 to 50 to 70 people in the room. These are investors plus guests who've come who are looking to uh, become members with us. And then every company gets to pitch. So it's, it's a half an hour pitch. These are physical pitches that you're making, which is where you're pitching for 15 minutes and then there's a Q&A, so uh, half an hour. And then there is the networking lunch or dinner that happens where you can interact with the members. So that's, that's where uh, and each company could be, could be showcasing you know, anywhere between three to four of our uh, chapters. And, uh, and of course, they are open to, for investment across all. So physically, you would go to about three or four, but you would be open for investment across all seven chapters. And then we start looking at uh, you know, the investor interest level. Depending on the investor investor uh, interest level is when we start doing the due diligence, the one-to-one call, and we start moving through the process. And uh, then the book closes or the investment closes when you know the amount that is asked for is is covered by one investor. So uh, typically in each investment we see anywhere between five to fifteen investors coming in, and mm-hmm. uh, each one would be you know. Uh, cutting a check of anywhere between um, ten thousand dollars to uh, twenty five, thirty thousand dollars. Okay. And what about sectors? Uh, of course, India has gone through a lot of uh, different cycles already in terms of sector popularity mm-hmm. and and experiments and so forth. So, what are your um, conclusions, investment pieces around sectors at this point? That's a, that's a very interesting question, you know, and we've also actually, uh, we've seen a, a slight shift in trend over years. So if you, if you look at our portfolio of 130 companies, initially, you know, we were focusing a lot on tech and tech product companies because I think mm-hmm. there was this whole, um, uh, you know, the, the, the hypothesis was that, you know, uh, we, we need to look at startups in a similar way as the Valley. But over the last, three, four years, we are seeing a distinct change in how, how these are being looked at. And there are some sectors that we see uh, gaining a lot more traction at, at the angel mm-hmm. uh, network level and specifically in our level. One is, uh, you know, uh, what you call the India consumer story. So any company that is uh, trying to address uh, the uh, need of the urban Indian, mm-hmm. you know, trying to solve issues and uh, this could be food companies, these are, uh, you know, just uh, food apps, uh, you know, actually, like, for example, right now we're doing, we've, we've actually uh, invested in a tea company, we've invested in a parfait company, you know, we've invested in a chip, chip in this company. So India consumer story is a big one that we started seeing as a trend. We've also seen a lot of interest in what you can classify as healthcare and life sciences. So health tech, med tech, that, that's another one that's coming up. And uh, when we say health tech and med tech, we're talking of companies that are solving, uh, uh, you know, problems for the Indian uh, consumer. So, you know, the, how to make health care accessible to, mm-hmm. uh, to the common Indian. So, for example, you know, uh, we've, we've just invested in a company where, you actually, uh, they actually detect if you have TB or not, tuberculosis or not, just by coughing into the mobile phone. So, mm-hmm. so just by the sound of the cough, ah. you can actually, yeah. So, and and then and they're using it at a 
fraction of a cost of what an otherwise uh, detection of you know something like this would be. And we're seeing several such companies uh, coming to us. So that's the other uh, big segment that we see. And then of course there are these uh, you know what 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 you would uh, classify as tech. So tech is, mm -hmm. is a big part of our portfolio anyway. So for example, you know we have we have a drone company, uh, you know that that's looking at solar panels across uh, the thing. We have we have a uh, we have a, a battery company that is trying that is, that is, that can um, you know recharge a, bat, a mobile phone battery at a fraction of a cost and a time than any other uh, conventional thing. So those are the other bits that we see. So these are the three buckets that we are seeing uh, gaining a lot of traction. Uh, and apart within, from that, we are like just one. Yeah. Within tech, um, what is your analysis of the software as a service uh, market? Of course, India has gone very big into software as a service. The VCs have gone big into it. And uh, it, it kind of plays naturally to India's you know, strength because of such a large, you know, software programmer population, and many of them have turned into entrepreneurs, and, and SaaS is the easiest thing for them to do because they can code and they yeah. can acquire a few customers and, and get moving. So what uh, what is your uh, analysis of that segment? So, uh, I mean, from our perspective, we haven't seen too many deals happen in that segment. So it could be because... Uh, you know, like, I, I think it could be a problem of plenty. That, you know, it might be easier to start a, a service like that, but you're not being able to actually demonstrate how are you different or how you're actually solving the real problem. That, that's one mm -hmm. of the situations that we see. The other thing is that these companies require a much larger amount of funding than what we are looking at at the angel stage. So we haven't seen too many companies come in as, as software as a service uh, in the recent past, and we haven't really seen too many of them gain traction. So even if you're getting that five, we haven't seen too many. Having said that, I think at, at any given point of time, there are at least, you know, of our entire uh, uh, pipe that we have at any given point of time, there are at least, I would say, 50% of companies that are pitching to us in different forms of uh, SaaS and different kind of uh, platform services. Uh, it's just that recently we haven't closed any such things. Okay. And um, you mentioned traction. So for Mumbai Angels to be interested in a company, what kind of traction do you want to see? It, you don't do concept financing, it sounds like. We would do concept financing. Uh, so we won't fund anything which is a paper company. So it's not it's not an idea stage that we are looking at for sure. Uh, we would require revenue traction in all cases except for two cases, right? One is where it's a tech product. Then if, if it's an IP build out, we are okay to say, okay, we'll, we'll fund you because we want to work with mm -hmm. you through the IP build out journey. And a similar uh, such investment we do where whenever you're looking at a healthcare product, like for example, okay. uh, you know, again, again, you are waiting for the uh, licenses to come in or clinical trials to come in. Look at you know right. molecule and to look at that. Right. So those are the two situations where, like for example, uh, right now we are we've just invested in a liquid biopsy company, you know, which okay. is which which is, which is finding a newer way to detect cancer. 
through uh, blood samples. So we've invested in a in the company when it is when you know it's a preclinical trial stage, and we have funded yeah. them to take them through the clinical trial. So these are the two situations or two instances where we would not uh, look for uh, revenue traction, but for okay. all other instances we will look for revenue traction. And when when I'm saying revenue traction, um, even if you so if it the revenue traction needs to be higher if it's a B two C concept or if it's a marketplace concept. And if it's a B two B, you know, then you just need to get one or two, uh, uh, you know, uh, beta customers who, are, who have who have gone along yeah. the journey. Now, um, as part of your Indian consumer story, what mm. is your position on entertainment? So there is a lot going on in digital entertainment in India. We have companies in our portfolio that are very excited about this digital entertainment opportunity. They have millions of users. So what uh, yeah. what is your position on that? Yeah. So I actually uh, have founded and started a company in the entertainment space. So I'm the founder investor of a company which is which is a B2B content market, you know, so for finished uh, for video. So I I Clearly, there is a lot of in investor interest now in this space. What mm -hmm. I have seen uh, is that, you know, for a sector agnostic investor, and more importantly, individual investor, to understand the media and entertainment space, it's a pretty tough uh, ask. Because what happens is that most of the time we find, so as, as Mumbai Indians, we find that when we bring companies in and who are talking of, you know, Advertising-based revenues. They're talking of building IPs. They're talking of yeah. influencers. You know, these the a the business model. If you are not a media entertainment investor, you will you will struggle with it a lot. That's that's number yeah. one. And B, we find a gap between uh, the valuation. You know, the ask from the founder and what the investor is willing to pay for. And we see okay. that gap to be much much larger in media and entertainment. Media, yeah, entertainment. Than, I see. So uh, you don't, be, being, in Mumbai, being in Mumbai, I would think that you would have media and entertainment angels. Is that not the case? Uh, so see, uh, the, the investors who are putting money in entertainment and media are, are a different um, I would say a different make of a different makeup than people who are actually as you know angel investors through the regular route. So, for example, okay. you don't really have a media entertainment angel network in uh, in Mumbai. So, uh, and people are doing the investments, but they, like for example, like me when so when I I've done when I started this up or when I'm investing in uh, you know media entertainment uh, startup. That's a very different set of people, you know. These are people who are from the industry and who yeah. are now saying that, okay, what else can be done? Because okay. I think it's a very tough, uh, it's a very tough uh, segment to understand, actually. It is, actually. And, and especially if you're tr experimenting with business models that not straightforward advertising, like straightforward eyeball yeah. monetization, if you're looking at other business models like we are, because I, I'm actually not a huge believer in straightforward eyeball advertising as a great monetization technique. So with our companies, I'm, 
you know, pushing on other more creative business models. And, and, and that's, yes, you're right. It's harder to understand and harder to get your arms around. So um, switching gears a bit, um, what is your perspective about this whole unicorn phenomenon and everybody chasing unicorns and billion-dollar market opportunities and, you know, billion-dollar valuations? Is Mumbai Angels chasing unicorns? Uh, no, we're not. Look, I think it, for us it's a mix. Look, we've had unicorns in our portfolio. So InMovie was one of our first successes. Yeah. We've had others too. We've we've had several others, you know, who built it to a certain level. We've got we've and who have you know been bought out by much larger players. So we've had some of our companies being bought over by Twitter, Paytm. Those those things have happened. But uh, see, our view is that. Uh, unicorn chasing is, you know, I, I think it's counterintuitive. Really, you can actually get caught up in this so much that you uh, you actually stop looking at uh, investments that can actually build you a healthy portfolio. So, so we we are, we are we are of the view saying that you know you will have to do this continuously. So, as as an investor, you have to do this continuously. You have to decide saying that look, here is here is what I'm looking to invest in startups and then do that over and over again over several years. Unicorn chasing, uh, I think, can be done only if you are a seasoned full-time investor and you are out there and, you know, you're, you're a fund and you're saying, look, I'm willing to support a company through its process irrespective of the money it takes. Yeah. I don't think all businesses are uh, built like that. that. That's number one. Secondly, I think a lot of times when we try and push companies to become unicorns, or even if you're not saying unicorns, if you're just saying, you know, the scalability question, if you actually push them beyond what their business model actually can absorb, you will actually have a company that's trying to grow much faster and burn much more without really knowing why they're doing it. Yeah. So we and we see, yeah, we see that happen over and over again with our portfolio companies. So and that is a surefire way for angel investors to lose a lot of money because angel investors can't really continue to invest, you know, over and over again. They can't invest tens of millions of dollars to stay in the game and maintain their shares. So if they're getting diluted in this, you know, unicorn chasing game, I think it's a very dangerous way to play this market for angel investors. So I think what will happen is that uh, even in our portfolio, we do come across you know, once in a while we come across a company that looks like a potential unicorn, and that's when you you will finally see a lot of investors coming in, uh, as you see. Yeah. But over over a period of time, we haven't always seen that cases play out. So the ones that you actually think are potential unicorns are also the ones that run out of run out of money fastest. You know, because yeah. you you said okay, here is here is money for eighteen months. And then you suddenly realize, oh, it's 12 months and the money is run out. And because you've not really built uh, a revenue, uh, revenue over that, that time or haven't built your product by then, the next round of money is not coming in. So like you said, it's, uh, uh, I, would, I would be careful on, uh, you know, if, if you ask me, uh, you know, between scalability and sustainability, I think I am more on the sustainability uh, side of it. But yeah, so we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and and as you know, I'm not popular with a lot of the VCs in India for saying what I say. They're you know they're pissed off with me because I've been harping on this topic for many years now, and I have a big voice, big you know, huge influence. So they don't like the fact that I keep harping on this. <laughs> so I think it's so. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, did you read this article that I recently uh, wrote, Bootstrapping to Exit? Uh, no, I haven't, but I will. You may want to take a look at that. I actually think that more micro-VCs and angels and angel networks should consider the bootstrapping to exit strategy, and I'm doing a big mm. kind of expose on that right now um, mm. to you know look at what's happening in the industry. And if you look at many of the companies that are playing this, Space. For example, Freshdesk is in our Freshworks. This is a company that we incubated many, many years ago uh, and is one of India's big success stories. They've made nine acquisitions, and mm. most of them are either bootstrap startups or very modestly capitalized startups because you know, Freshdesk is just re reaching about 100 million ARR, and they have reached the unicorn valuation, so the money is pouring in from, cap from investors. They have the capital and the equity currency to be able to do these you know, smaller acquisitions, but they can't go and acquire another $100 million company. What they can acquire are companies for $5, 10 15 $20 million, and that would, you know, so they have strung together nine acquisitions to expand their product roadmap, bring new capabilities into their platform. So, and this is happening across the board. I see Zomato is doing that. Um, and in the international mm -hmm. arena, if you, you know, follow companies like Atlassian, Smartsheet, Qualys is doing this in India in cybersecurity. There are a lot of companies that are following this strategy on the buy side of acquiring smaller companies mm -hmm. that are modestly capitalized or bootstrapped. They can't afford to buy heavily venture-funded companies because the valuations yeah. expectations are too high. But they are acquiring companies that are reasonable, and, and that could give investors great returns. Yeah, it, we see it in our portfolio uh, increasingly more nowadays. You know, so what you're saying is playing out in our portfolio uh, too. So, for example, uh, you know, our portfolio today. Is uh, so if you, if if you look at it as an index fund, so if somebody invested in each and every company that uh, Mumbai Angels has been through, so today we are at a IRR of about 31 percent, mm -hmm. which is much better than you know whatever most other uh, funds would be out there. And uh, we we are not picking and choosing, right? We are we are out there saying, listen, here is a platform. We will look at companies that are coming. We will invest, and we will ensure that you know. They're taken care of as a portfolio and a positive exit through and through. So completely agree to what you're saying that, you know, uh, I don't think the idea is to keep chasing the uh, unicorns, keep pumping in money. I think companies can be built in frugal, uh, you know, with, with a lot of discipline. And, and, focus, on with, right. and focus, yeah, on focus on sustainability, focus on customers' revenues and profits to become sustainable and then yeah. finding a, a reasonable exit uh, that yeah. gives everybody good potential. Yeah, and most importantly, don't run out of money till the next round comes in. <laughs> running, out of the, running out of money is death. You can't die and be yes. successful. You have to survive to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, 
Nandini, that was great catching up with you. And uh, let's keep in touch and uh, maybe do some stuff together, actually. Absolutely. Thank you. It was great Thank being you for coming. And, you know, so like I said, if there, if there are people who are listening and if you think that there are companies who would like to raise money from us, we can write to pitch at mumbaiangels.com. We'll be very happy to look at the pitch.